Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Monday to all the Cubs fans out there, all of our diehards out there who have signed up to be CHGO diehards. We appreciate it. If you haven't, check it out. Go to allchgo.com. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube page, make sure you do that because it's the best way to get involved with what we're doing, we can hang out and do these live shows together. You can get involved in the chat. Um, make sure you do the five-star reviews and the likes and the thumbs up and all those things. Look at the Monday vibes going here. Cody Del Mendo, top left corner, doing his Shady Rays, Blades, reflector glasses right at you. And uh, Ryan Herrera is in the building. And later we will also have one Jared Willis joining us on the podcast uh, coming up in just a little bit. We'll also hear from... Uh, Ryan's interview with Trey Mancini out in Arizona. So we're looking forward to that. But uh, fellas, how you doing uh, on Monday? I mean, it's cloudy out, but look at Cody. He's he's spring break vibes. It's like he's back on spring break. Listen, I got to pull the scooter out this weekend. So yeah, it feels Ooh. like spring break. <laughs> Greg Thanks. says return of the macho man. Those do look like macho man Those sunglasses are the macho man a little bit. For sure. <laughs> That's a very good yeah, man. What a what a nice day out. It was raining actually like what a couple hours ago. Like sounded pretty bad and now the sun's out. I understand why Cody brought brought out the Macho Man Shady Rays. Like it's, it's that kind of day. Yeah. Feels like, it feels like baseball's actually almost here. Like 40 45 degrees both Saturday and Sunday. Was able to ride the scooter to the gym and I was jamming out to Morgan Wallen's new album on the ride there and back and it's just Summer vibes, man. I'm ready. I like I need I need like May and June to get here, like air to breathe. <laughs> uh I it's not I don't think it's sunny here in Arlington Heights, but I mean, it might be it, it's it's been in and out. It was kind of really raining hard this morning, and last night it was monster thunderstorms. But anyways, um I tell you what else happened over the weekend. Well, I guess you call it Friday is the weekend. How about how about the seven pitcher no hitter? For the Cubs, the first in spring training since 2017. And I'll tell you my favorite part of it. Two hours and 15 minutes. Huh? Wow. If oh, yeah. we can get some two hour and 15 minute games this year, I am all about it. My favorite part was when I started talking myself into 90 wins during that. Because <laughs> so. the pitching is rolling, right? The last the two games, right? There was the next game was like nine shutout innings. I don't remember how many hits, but. The pitching is rolling. I, I agree with you, Stucky. Uh, the the shorter games, I think we've talked about that enough that oh, everyone man. knows where we where we land on that. I don't remember where I saw it on Twitter earlier today, but someone like looked at the average like length of games from you know, every year, and it wasn't until like 2012 or something like that that games even started lasting for three hours or more. Yeah, like if, if we if we can get the average game time game time back to like 240, we'll take it, man. Oh, I take two thirties. What I take two thirty. Yeah. But if you're telling me two fifteen, like even once a week, oh, amen to that. I think that, that those be... pitcher duels will be more like that for sure. Because that, oh, yeah. I mean, the Cubs threw a combined no hitter in spring training. Uh, so you think about, I think the Cubs potentially could could be doing that a lot. Uh, not saying one guy's going to throw a no hitter, but or anything like that, but. With the way that their pitching has looked so far this spring, man, like I could envision a lot of you know two and a half, two hour, fifteen minute ball games if they're going to pitch like they have over the last five. 
That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen pitchers saying so far that they believe the new rules, uh, specifically the pitch clock, probably do favor the pitchers. And if the Cubs are building their foundation of the next great Cubs team around pitching, that seems like a pretty good move so far. I mean, obviously the shift is going to, the lack of a shift is going to change things a little bit, but I think it does allow the pitcher to sort of uh, dictate the game a little bit more just because they know the clock's coming and the batter's got to get in there. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I like the way the pitching looks. Assad, Boxberger, Alzelay, Estrada. Cam Sanders has been pretty good so far. His I mean, dad's been real, before, real excited about it on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's opened some eyes. I think. Oh yeah, I think a lot of it. Some of these young guys that you've heard, right? I remember, like just last year, um, you know, hearing that it, it was it is actually before Jeremiah Estrada came up, but it was like him, Cam Sanders, and Ben Leeper were like three names to keep an eye on from like that AAA bullpen depth and. You know, Jeremiah Estrada is the only one that ended up making it to the major leagues last year, but now Cam Sanders is doing well. And just some of these other arms that you've heard about um, and then, you know, are, are getting in these games and are actually kind of, you know, impressing. And, yeah, it's spring training and Cactus League isn't isn't probably – it may make or break a couple things, but it's not like one guy's going to rise so much based on how he pitches in spring training. But if these guys are pitching well, that bodes well for if they don't start – the season on the major league roster, they're going to be right there in triple a they're pitching well going into the year. And, you know, when injury injuries inevitably happen, which they will, these guys are ready to go and come up and contribute. So obviously it's again, yeah. Cactus league is Cactus league, but it's, it's so much better to see guys pitching well, obviously than, than to not be pitching well. So, right. I mean, we could sit here and complain about Drew Smiley if that's going to make everyone feel that's better. later. <laughs> yeah, right. But like so for guys Later like Cam Sanders, some, some of these young guys you want to see seeing them do well is is always a good sign going into you know with you still got three three weeks left in the in spring training, but it's always a good sign to see him doing well right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Ryan uh tweeted out the info from the Cubs today saying that you know it's the roster's down to sixty-six. So some guys were reassigned to minor league camp. Uh, Braylon Marquez was one of those. That's I mean, that's obviously another name. Um, mm -hmm. We keep hearing about, and there's been injury problems. My guy, Esteban Quiros, who won the game the other day, sent down um, <laughs> to minor league camp. So that that was disappointing. I, I thought he was, you know, most likely our everyday third baseman. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I mean, I don't think there's anybody surprising on that list. There, there's some promising no. names on that list. They're just not ready to be at major league camp, the whole camp, and they're not ready to be major leaguers just yet, but guys that could help the franchise, mm -hmm. even at some point this season. Yes, there are guys on that list. Um, we got a little you know, glimpse of Jared young last year's and yeah, you know, right. You know, like I think at this point, he, he seems more like a depth piece, minor league depth piece. He, I, 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 and you need guys like that because of injuries and stuff. Um, but other, yeah, other than that, like those the rest of those guys, you know, we, we talk about Marquez and the injury history and stuff. I, we just don't, I just don't know. I mean, he didn't, he hasn't even pitched in a game. So, you know, when he goes to minor league camp, hopefully he can get out there and, and show us if he's at least healthy because we just yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? So that will be I, uh, interesting. Yeah. I guess in that list, if I were to say I'm surprised by anyone, it would be Darius Hill. Yeah. Um, he had a really good year in triple a last year i don't remember exactly how many games but i know 
I think I want to say the majority of his at bats came at AAA last season, and he played pretty well. Um, and then, I mean, uh, was that yesterday? He had he was part of that you know rally that that game winning rally in the top of the nine for the Cubs. So um, he was a guy. He, he's a guy that also feels like more like depth right now. Um, but with obviously the potential that say Suzuki will not be ready to start the season at uh, you know he will probably start the season on the IL. You're going to need a lot more outfield depth. So Darius Hill, even though he's now been a reassigned to minor league camp, is still someone I'd keep my eye on as, okay, this guy played really well at AAA. If he continues that into the season, is playing very well. Is he another guy that, you know, he's not on the 40-man, but could he find his way onto, you know, onto the big league roster at some point this year? I think just the way he performed last season, if he can keep that up, like that's another eye, a name to keep an eye on because he – he seems like a good death piece at the, at the least. Uh, and I, I don't remember exactly what round he was picked in a few years back, but it was pretty low. Um, so he's kind of another one of those little surprise, nice stories to see. Uh, and then just, of course, see where he can kind of go from there. Uh, the godfather, Michael Collada, likes what he's seen from Dansby Swanson so far. Look at the positivity on a Monday right there. Wow. Uh, wow. We, we said Cam Sanders, like, he has looked really good. And – He's a guy we talked about when we were trying to figure out who's going to be protected for the Rule Five Draft. You know, like it's so. It it just shows that, uh, you know, you can put guys over a line or behind the line, but eventually it starts to play out the way it's supposed to play out. I think he's got a shot to um, contribute to the major league roster this season. It'll be interesting to see how much longer this spring training run goes for him and same thing with guys like David Bodie you know guys who've had lots of major league time Bodie's had a good spring so far mm-hmm. then there's no there's no you can't knock what he's done yeah I, I don't know if that means he's part of this team I don't know if that means he's part of another team but he's certainly not hurting himself this spring like he's as far as guys around baseball if you had to pick one guy in the Cubs who's uh done well for himself this spring David Bodie's got to be on that list I don't you, we may have written him off, some of us, but uh, and I'm not saying he's an all-star player at the major league level, but he's he's showing that he he can play at the major league level and help a team. Whether that's yeah. going to be the Cubs yeah. or not, I don't know. But he's his stock is you know we'll do stock up, stock down later. He's not on that list, but his stock has obviously been up all spring. Yeah, I mean, saw Brennan Rogers for the Rockies out, and that. <laughs> That one makes more sense than the Dodgers that we were talking about last week. He's know? from he's a Colorado guy, isn't he, Bodie? I want to say he is a Colorado if, guy. If so. the, don't Colorado? let the facts get in the way of a good story, Ryan. Let's just assume that he is. I want to um, say he is. <laughs> well, let's uh, say he's from Golden so. Colorado. Golden Colorado. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> so Highlands Ranch, maybe. You know, that said though, on a more serious basis he is coming this into spring like healthy you know remember last year he was hurt to start the year didn't mm-hmm. even come back to like what was it july august somewhere around there um after sustaining a pretty serious injury so and i know before that injury it's not like he was you know ter- like opening our eyes or, or anything i think we all know what david Bodie is and he's just a very solid like versatile player can play all across the infield um, I think that brings value for some teams, um, but with how many infielders the Cubs have, they can afford to move them if they wanted to. Um, so I, I am intrigued to see what happens with him. It's not like I'm not 
rooting for him or don't want him to be on the Cubs. It's, it's just the fact of the matter. They have a lot of infielders, and they're going to have to make a cut like like we've been talking about the last few weeks. So I, 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 I'm I glad I'm not the one making the decision. I, 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 don't, I genuinely don't know how I'm going to feel when the Cubs do make this cut or trade or whatever because I don't know who they're going to trade. That There's – there's like three or four different scenarios they could they can make like they, that could be it. So Longmont, Colorado <laughs> is what Rich said go. for David Bodie. So he is a there we go. He is a Colorado guy. Um Jamison Tyone, by the way, guys. You know, we looked at Tyone and was it the home run he gave up, but he still had a pretty good start and, and he only threw the one sweeping slider. He he flat out shoved this weekend. Like I, I don't want to overreact to spring training outings because guys are working on all kinds of stuff. But he looked he he's looked great too. Like mm-hmm. he, he looks like exactly the guy you want to have. And by the way, I think Jared is ready to go. Is Jared here? Yeah. Seems like yeah, he's here. But Jared speaking of that sweeping slider, me and Brennan Friday, we our our story on Tyone's sweeping slider came out. So if you haven't looked at it, go to allchio.com. It's up there. A lot of a lot of graphs from Brendan. You feel like that kind of stuff. There's a lot of graphs, but we got some we got some good stuff from back when I was out in Mesa. So I, I highly recommend checking that out. I mean, when you're, when you're getting put on pitching ninja in spring training, I think that's all I really got to say about Jamison Tyone right now. Like, it's kind of a big deal. That there's your Dell metrics like outlook. Kind of. <laughs> Jared's here to up the intellect of this podcast because he's got books behind him, many bound books. Yes, my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> no, I picked a I picked a spot to make it look like, you know, this is all just for appearances. This these aren't yeah. even my books. It's one of those fake backgrounds, isn't it? It's not even right. it's not yeah, even where you're at. It's yeah. just a, these, those, those are like the they're the fake books that it's just like, you know, the binding, but there's actually nothing there. So it looks good, but uh, what, Jared, Jared, what have you thought of the pitching so far? I mean, I feel like obviously the no hitter is nice, but so far a lot of guys have lived up to the hype in spring training. Killian's had some good outings. Tyone's had some good outings. Uh, we get Wesneski going again today uh, at the top of the hour at 2 o'clock, and I'd be interested to see what he can do. I saw that um, Carter Hawkins was on the score and was talking specifically about Wesneski because, you know, everybody wants to know, is he going to make the roster? And he said – that's going to be difficult, just like Morell's going to be a difficult decision. But if he can help the team and there aren't uh, – I've tried to see, see how he phrased it. If there aren't things that impact his development, then, yeah, they'd love to have him on the roster. But I, that to me, those are two of the biggest and most interesting decisions that are left this spring. So, Yeah, I think Wisniewski is probably the most uh... – that's the decision I think we're all probably watching the most closely for sure. Um, but yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised with how Killian pitched the other day. And just in general, uh, the way that the staff is looking um, is encouraging for where what might happen with the season because um, we saw in the second half of 2022 how much different this team looked when the pitching was there. Because I really, I mean, that's, we all kind of know it. That's a big part of why they they got off to such a slow start last season because they, they weren't getting the starting pitching that they kind of thought that they were going to. And so, you know, when you have Tyon is looking, you know, really good. But, yeah, some of these young guys, because those are the guys who 
when injuries come, when, you know, inevitably you're going to need somebody to come up and fill in for you in, in some kind of a way. Um, it's going to be the guys like Wisniewski and Killian that can make the biggest difference for you. So I think that's been one of the most um, exciting things for me to see this spring, because I think it bodes well for maybe more than just an interesting season, but dare I say a competitive season. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you guys see uh, Jared's new thing on social media? What's it called? The smoke? Straight smoke. Straight smoke. Straight, straight yeah, smoke. A what a great name. You get the, the cigar. Yeah. An excuse for it. me to smoke another cigar and talk some baseball. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're all. Uh, it's all going to be on the CHGO YouTube. Very Thank nice. You and and you're like uh, somebody taught you editing. I noticed there were some yeah. fast edits. It was it was hip and everything the kids want. It had vibes. It had it stogies. Yes baseball um go. i gotta give a shout out to casey our uh, our social media superstar because she i basically recorded that and just like gave her the raw footage and was like here make it look good and she you know she did it so um you know so you it was old me guide it you did the old exactly. guy version and then yeah. she made it young exactly i okay. fumbled around with my phone in the backyard and and got it recorded and said okay casey work your magic on it <laughs> um real quick uh barbara's been wanting us to touch a little bit more on the no hitter than we did um specifically with justin Steele. um but we you know he started that game on friday he two perfect innings i want to say it was like 18 pitches something like that to get through it and um you know I, people had some concerns when he got scratched from his first start with the i think it was arm fatigue um was the was the word out of mesa that you know that's uh, it was obviously just like a small spring training precautionary thing. Um, he made the start Friday and, and looked great. Um, again, you don't want to get too worked up either way. You know, high, you don't want to get too high or low on a spring training start, but that is a good first outing from Justin Steele, especially if you consider the fact that he's probably out there working on specific things versus just throwing his entire pitch mix and really game planning. So great start. But then you also look at who else – through in that game, right? Like Javier Assad had two, the next two innings after him, Brad Boxberger, Adbert Alzali, Jeremiah Estrada, Cam Sanders, and you know Nick Birdie was the guy that finished it off. But those are all potentially guys that will be up contributing to this team at some point this season. Like Assad, that may be, he may end up getting part, uh, you know, part of his time at that multi-inning reliever role, right? He may not come up as a starter specifically. He may, you know, be needed out of the bullpen at some point for multiple innings. So um, it's all a bunch of guys that you want to see succeed because they probably will at some point pitch for the Cubs this season. Um, so again, as I said earlier, it's just like good signs that all of them had good days. And, you know, a no-hitter spring training is a cool thing because especially when you consider that Padres lineup is a really good lineup. It's projected to be one of the best in baseball. So, to not allow a hit to to any of them at any point during that game, like that's something to that's something to you know put your cap on and, and kind of take that through the rest of spring training. Also, with cap, the, it was let's not everybody played though. Yeah, not, like, I mean, not played, wasn't in not, there. Soto wasn't in there. I'm not saying it wasn't a nice accomplishment <laughs> for everybody, but it wasn't like the everyday Padres lineup. The, it, what sure. I take away from it is the fact that. We know that it's spring training, so you know those guys are out there working on certain pitches and stuff like that. So they were able to do that while also not giving up a hit. That's probably the only thing that I take away from it as like something to like get excited about or you know react to. Because like 
again, we can talk about Drew Smiley and how he's kind of struggled his two appearances, but are we getting worried about him? I personally am not because he's a veteran and we know that they're out there working on whatever they're doing. And I know he's, he's openly said that the pitch clock is something that he is adjusting to right now. So like, again, that that's kind of my, my back and forth with reacting to the great things that we've seen and some of the bad as well. So. Well, and that's what I, yeah, Cody, I mean, you, you kind of, you took the words right out of my mouth because I think like, what you're seeing happen with Drew Smiley is probably more typical at this phase of spring training for pitchers where they're still trying to get, you know, get the feel for their pitches. They're working on stuff. Their pitchers are always going to look way less polished um, these first couple weeks in spring training. So yeah, Smiley, I'm not worried about at all because he, especially because he's a veteran, I think I'm confident he's going to get that figured out, but that's what, with that no hitter that, surprised me the most was just that you would have pitchers who were looking that sharp on you know at, at this early date in spring training we're only a, a handful of games in um and you don't really see that very often at all right the other reason i'm not worried about drew smiley uh is because of that's where the depth on the team is you know carter hawkins that interview with the score was like knock on wood we have depth i don't want to talk about it with wesneski but that's true if if Smiley were to struggle early on in the season, you have a, you have people that can take that start, mm-hmm. whether it's Sampson, Assad, uh, Wesneski, maybe that guy's Killian. Like there, there are plenty of guys that can take the ball if Drew Smiley is trying to figure something out and has to take a break to figure it out. Now, it's way too soon to think that that's even possible. You know, it's been a couple starts, and it's literally been like four innings, four run or five runs, it's too early, but nevertheless, that is seems to be the strength of the team moving forward. Um, we do want to let you know that Trey Mancini interview with Ryan is coming up here in a second. But first, I want to tell you about the uh, ComEd Energy Efficiency Program that's committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually and last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report. That report will detail energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation includes an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can email them at businessee at comed.com or request an assessment mm-hmm. online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. Uh, guys, I don't know about you. There's there's three three great times of the year. Opening day, okay. the start of the NFL season, sure. and March Madness. Yeah. Those are the three best times of the year, especially on DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, I am – like deep into college basketball right now. I went 11 and eight betting college basketball this weekend. Could have been better, but whatever. Take the wins when you can. 
did it all on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. Uh, the Big Ten tournament it starts on Wednesday. I'll be there Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun, so I won't be on CHGO Cubs Thursday. But um, me and Sean Anderson from CHGO White Sox and CHGO Bets Daily will be at the Big Ten tournament um, on Thursday. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then just Selection Sunday is on Sunday, this coming Sunday. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. It's just going to be so much to bet on related to to March Madness. Obviously, with opening day coming up, I already bet the Cubs to win the division. I bet the Cubs to make the playoffs because I'm a homer and I I can't help myself. Um, But they also have a lot of great, um, you know, other uh, props. And Sean talked about home run total props. Stucky, your guy Schwarber. Over under this year's 37 and a half. I feel like you slammed the over on it again after what he oh, did. Yeah, last I got to go over. Yeah. For my birthday, I, I, they sent me, I think I got like a $5 bet I get to place. So I have to well, check that out. There you go. Bonus bet. I got to check that out. That might be the bonus up. bet. Man. Um, so, yeah, and then we got NBA no sweat game or no sweat, same game parlays. Uh, all kinds of great stuff. So uh, download the uh, the app now. Sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And to finish that off, it is big of me that I have not blocked or muted Greg Braggs. Noted Purdue fan on Twitter. <laughs> it is very big of me, but I have not done that. Very big uh, of me. So props, props. I, I respect that. I gotta say, I feel like March is a, a highly underrated month. Yeah, people sleep on how good March is. There's a lot of oh, good yeah. stuff. St. Patrick's Day weekend is like one of the biggest yeah. holiday weekends in Chicago. Like spring break or, for those that get it, right? Yeah, spring break. <laughs> You get St. Patrick's Day, you get March Madness. If you're like me, even springing ahead when turn the clocks up ahead, I like that because I say give me that extra daylight at the end of the day. Yeah, it's there's a lot to like. I still never, I still don't get daylight savings time. Like I, I don't, I don't like I don't it. I think it's unnecessary, yeah. but that's you know that's just me. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. Just leave the clocks alone. Just leave them doesn't alone. Right. I yeah. hate, I hate it getting dark at 5 p.m. Like, yeah, so we could remove yeah. that. Like, that'd yes. be great. That's that. See, so what we need to do is stop the what happens in November when we set the clocks back. If we'd stop doing that, mm-hmm. everything would be okay. Seasonal depression's a real thing, man. And mm-hmm. moving those clock back, <laughs> clocks back, I think, is the like the the main thing. If it if it's cold outside, it's gonna be like at least let it get dark at six instead of five. I feel like that's at exactly. least a little bit better. Sure. Exactly. Cody so, Mr. seasonal depression with shoes. <laughs> yeah. Not so long. Goose shoes. Island. Uh, Goose go. Island and shoes. Yeah, yeah there right. you go. Yep. Uh, Trey Mancini, two for three with a home run in Sunday's game, I believe. Chris Bryant uh, got a home run in that game. But, you know, Mancini's another one of those guys. He changed the picture of the Cubs' first base situation, right? Like Hosmer was sort of a, one of those guys was an expected signing. But when he came around and was the second signing, then you kind of stepped back and you you reevaluated where he thought Mervis might be on this roster on opening day. So Ryan had a chance to speak with him at Arizona. We're going to break this down into two parts. Uh, so let's play the first part. This is Ryan's interview with new Cub Trey Mancini. 
This is Ryan Herrera of CHGO Cubs. We're in Mesa, Arizona, and today I'm joined by Trey Mancini, new Cubs first baseman, DH, outfielder, whatever it is. First of all, Trey, how are you doing today? Great. How about you? Very, very good. It's a sunny day. You know, it's been a little windy to start spring training, but uh, it's, it's a good sunny day today. Yep. Number one, how is the first week, week and a half, two weeks gone uh, for your first spring training with the Cubs? It's been great. Uh, it's my first spring training being on a team other than the Orioles, actually. So, um, yeah, like very first experience um, on a new team other than getting traded last year. But it's been incredible. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's made me feel at home from the start and um, getting along with the guys. Great. And the staff's been incredible. Um, can't say enough. What have you thought of all the additions the Cubs made? I know you were one of the later ones. Um, just as you maybe even prior to signing, seeing the guys they were bringing in, but now that you are here and you know around them, what have you th what have you thought of all the veterans or whoever it is that the Cubs have brought in this season? Uh, it's been an excellent, you know, been a lot of excellent additions, and um, it's great to be a, a part of that. You know, I, I noticed what the Cubs did in the off season, even before I signed, and to be added to that group at the end was um, an honor because uh, these guys are all you know total pros and have been around for a long time and. and um, yeah, it's been such a great group. You mentioned that this is obviously your first spring training, not with the Orioles, with a different team, right? Um, but you did play for another team. You played for the Astros. Uh, just going through that experience, post-trade deadline, we'll, we'll get on that, but uh, post-trade deadline, going that World Series run with Houston, what was that like for you last season? It was incredible. Um, you know, that's another team that really like took me in with open arms right when I got there, made me feel at home, and um, I'm really thankful for my experience there. And, and getting, you know, to go through a playoff run and, and winning the World Series, um, was incredible. You know, it's why we all play the game. So to be able to experience that was um, a dream come true. And what is maybe your biggest takeaway from from that, whether it's, you know, learning how to win at the big league level or being a veteran? Like what is What was your biggest takeaway from that time you had in Houston and making that run? Um, yeah, it's just, you know, those guys are, are so confident and so sure of themselves, um, you know, and, and it rubs off on you even when you're struggling, which, you know, I did offensively, um, you know, after my first few weeks there, I had kind of a rougher time offensively, but at the same time, it got me ready to come into any spot, um, especially during the playoffs. You know, we all were on the same page. The moment isn't too big for anybody there, and that rubs off on you big time. So prior to the Houston, uh, the trade with the Orioles, or the, from, the, from the Orioles to Houston, what, I guess, just was that like, that experience the, the, leading up to the trade deadline, the trade happening, and just kind of that whirlwind, kind of 24 hours and stuff? Yeah, I wasn't sure if uh, I was going to get traded or not because we were playing some really good baseball in Baltimore. We had just had 10-game winning streak, and um, we're really trending up. So it was definitely bittersweet at the moment, but, um, you know, something, again, that I'm thankful for that I got to experience, you know, the playoffs World Series. But, um, but yeah, I'd been in Baltimore for a long time, and I um, – was kind of you know one of the team leaders there and and um was the most tenured player so it was you know tough to leave in a way as mm -hmm. far as um you know kind of leaving leaving yeah, the yeah. guys i had you know gotten so close with so many guys on the team but um you know i go to houston and again felt so welcomed and got really close with all them really quickly so um you know it was great to experience kind of both sides there yeah, and and leaving baltimore was obviously it had to be tough because that's where you went through so many things, and obviously the, the illness. It, it happened while you were in Baltimore, you know, the ups and the downs. Um, so how tough was it to leave Baltimore for you? Yeah, I mean, I had such a strong connection with the city there, um, and, you know, the fans especially. I, I just always felt this special bond with there. They always really embraced me. Um, you know, I wasn't somebody that was a high draft pick or, like, the biggest prospect or anything like that, but... Um, but they, you know, always embraced me from from the beginning of my career. So 
um, always felt such a good connection with them and, and um, with both regimes. You know, the, the regime that drafted me, Dan Duquette and, and Buck Show Walter was a manager, and then Michael Elias came in yeah. and Brandon Hyde was a manager. And I was, uh, you know, close with them and had a great relationship with them too. So I just felt so lucky because um, I got to be around a lot of great people. But, um, you know, that hasn't changed at all, even as yeah. I moved on from the Orioles. You know, baseball is um, a great game because of the people you meet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been great getting to, to meet a lot of different people from a lot of different places. And so now, you know, flash forward to the end of the year, you signed with the Cubs. Uh, what, I guess, was the sort of plan or what, what did Jed and Carter and whoever it was say to you and the plan they laid out to entice you to sign with the Cubs? Um, you know, again, I took notice before um, I even signed with what they were doing, the direction mm-hmm. the team was going, and it just seemed like a fun group to be around. I, um, you know, didn't even have to, I'd say, like, be pitched or anything like that. Yeah. You know, who doesn't want to be a Chicago Cub? <laughs> uh, so, uh, what an opportunity, what a team to play for, what a city to play for. Um, you know, I have a lot of family connections and friend connections in Chicago, too, so it's going to be really neat to play there. Yeah, I mean, the first thing you take out of that first segment is one why did that truck have to show up next to your table ryan and yeah <laughs> number Jesus two Christ. he just he just comes across <laughs> having having never met trey mancini he comes across as a super nice guy who has faced adversity and is facing adversity with a new team now right like he mm-hmm. went through cancer treatment he bounced back to be comeback player of the year and then he got this opportunity to compete for a World Series with the Astros, and when it happened, he ran out of gas. He struggled in the postseason, um, and now now it's on to a new chapter. You know, I don't want to compare him to Wilson Contreras, but it's a guy who was with one system and now has to go try and jumpstart his career, if you will, again with another team. He was good last year, but the, the main thing I took from it is he just seems like a good guy who is very thankful for – everything he has right now yeah Yeah, well first barbara says in the chat looks like a very good athlete i'm not sure that she was talking about trey mancini or me right um because of the shirt like was yeah yeah. Yeah. it could be it was was gun gun show for ryan in that yeah yeah uh but uh yes like everything you said luke is seems spot on for trey um you always hear great things about him just coming from baltimore even his time in houston just like good veteran clubhouse presence um now he you know he now he, for one thing he brings that like he knows how to win at the big league level even though he did struggle in his time with houston being around all those guys that eventually made it and won the world series like now he understands as a team how to do that right like that's some experience he can bring to chicago for a lot of these young guys that haven't gone through that so that's one main thing but just you think to like you know it, surviving cancer game through all you know the illnesses and stuff like I mean, I, I've never personally gone through it, obviously, but like that has to change your perspective on things. Uh, just, yeah. just going through that kind of stuff, and and I'm not. That's not to say that Trey Mancini wasn't a genuinely nice guy before, um, but it feels like that that kind of stuff has given him a new perspective on like just helping guys, like like being able to use his own personal experiences um, to help guys on or off the field. So um, you bring all that together, and and he again, he seems like a very genuinely nice guy, a great guy for the clubhouse. And for that culture that the Cubs are building, so uh, yeah, you can you can just tell just from some of the answers he gave. But he genuinely wanted to be here. He's excited to be here, um, and now he's gonna bring that stuff. You know, all that intangible stuff that he brings. Um, he'll take that into that clubhouse, and uh, the hope for the Cubs is that 
that helps lead to to building this culture and the obviously competitive team that they want. I, I think it's a great he, he's a great fit with what the Cubs are trying to build right now. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I think by the end of the year, I think Trey Mancini. When we look back at the free agent signings and see how they did in year one, I think Trey Mancini might be the one that maybe we slept on a little bit, and uh, he outperforms what we expect. Um, more than some of them. I mean, we all have some some optimistic outlook on Cody Bellinger, and he has a higher higher ceiling. But I'm saying is just as far as you know, becoming a fan favorite and producing uh, solid numbers and and helping this team, this young team, grow. And I think he brings a lot of those intangibles that don't show up in the box score. Uh, and you know, like yeah, he, he had great he had gr- great seasons in Baltimore, and then his second half with with Houston wasn't exactly great. I didn't really like as far as offense didn't play a big role in, in them winning the World Series. But I, I, you can't tell me that his presence in that clubhouse didn't mean something, or you know, just the type of person that he is didn't mean something. So I think that, especially with the fact that he basically grew up a Cubs fan too, I think he he'll really gravitate to this fan base, especially if he starts off the season hot and you know just, you know, gets back to what we're used to seeing him do uh, over the course of his career. So it helps that he's a really good dude, too. I I, I really do think he could be one of the biggest fan favorites for the Cubs this year. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah, I was going to say, too, I think it came up during the uh, convention, just the number of guys that they brought in this offseason with, like, serious postseason experience. There's a lot of playoff experience on this roster, you know, from a variety of different teams, but that's the kind of thing, especially for some of these young guys that we're hoping, hoping to be counting on down the stretch to have a guy like Mancini in your clubhouse. Um, that's huge. And yeah, it helps that he seems like a really good dude. I do think I'm with you guys. I think Cubs fans are going to love this guy. Um, just because of not only because of how I think I expect he's probably going to play, but just the kind of person that he is. And we see a little bit of that in this interview, but yeah, I keep coming back to there's there's a lot of playoff experience on this on this roster, and that's a, a good thing. All right, let's get to uh, part two of the interview, Ryan, with uh, Trey Mancini and also the truck that pulled up next to the table. What I guess from the end of the season uh, through the off season, what were kind of some of the things that you wanted to? Was there anything you wanted to tweak or change over the off season? I know there's a little bit of a, a struggle right there at the end of the season for you at the plate, but just. Um, going into the off season and now going into spring training, what have you kind of, what changes have you made, if there are any, to kind of help you kind of get back to who you could be? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of out of sorts there, searching a little bit too much. Um, you know, not a place you want to be when you're a hitter. So I just want to get back, you know, to thinking less, um, being relaxed at the plate. You know, that's the name of the game for me. I just got to feel like I'm kind of just chilling and hanging out up at the plate. And um, and yeah, it's it's just about having as little go through your head as possible. So it's just simplifying and. Um, you know, working in the middle of the field, not thinking too big. I want to, you know, um, kind of have that right center gap in my head um, uh-huh. every time that I'm up there and and adjusting to anything else. I know Houston was a little, it, it kind of, maybe it helped you a little bit, but when you were in Baltimore, the, the new left field, did that sort of affect you at all while you were there? Um, You know, I, uh, <laughs> it was no secret that I wasn't a fan of it. Um, <laughs> you know, I let that be known last year, but, uh-huh. um, but, you know, as a player, you can't, let that affect 
um, affect you as a hitter. You mm -hmm. know, it is what it is. The wall got moved back. Um, you know, it stinks. Um, you know, Mount Castle and I didn't love it last year, but um, it helped the team out, helped the pitchers out a lot. Um, it really changed the dynamic of playing at Camden Yards. It went from a hitter's park to a big-time pitcher's park. Mm -hmm. So, and it, it boded well for the team last year. Um, so, um, but but yeah, it was a big change. It, it was a big change. Okay. So what? Coming in, obviously the Cubs have a new hitting coach in Dustin Kelly. Um, what's kind of been the message from him? What has it been like to work with him and, and his first year running this team in, that, in the hitting it's, department? It's been incredible. Yeah, he and Wash both. Um, you know, they, I feel like, have already, like, knew who we all kind of were before we got here. Like, they definitely did their homework. Um, and, you know, they, they're so good about letting us be us and and um especially as old, an older guy you know what makes you successful and and you just communicate that to them and they really help you get there you know they they know the cues that we all like when we hit and um they're just always so approachable ready to work and um you know willing to help you out in any way so it's been great what are you hoping to accomplish maybe if it's the rest of spring training or the beginning of the season like what are you sort of hoping to accomplish uh, as you kind of begin your cubs career yeah i mean i'm you know, I'm, I'm looking to go and really be a huge contributor for this team, you know, and, and um, you know, it's just preparing every day, doing little things. And, um, you know, as you get older, you know, um, you know, you don't have to go 100 miles an hour from, from day one. You know, you can um, kind of feel it out and, and ramp it up as spring goes on. So, um, you know, especially once the games start, um, that's going to kind of teach you what you need to work on. And, and um, you know, it's just – all the feels at the plate that you have, good and bad. You just kind of want, want to kind of take notes and make the adjustments accordingly. I got two more for you. Number one, what was your favorite? You've been to Chicago a couple times in your career. What's oh, yeah. been your favorite part of Chicago? Um, oh my gosh, I, I, I've been to Chicago a million times. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite. Like when I was younger, I used to go. A lot of my friends used to live there, um, so. Um, you know, we'd, we'd go out in Old Town sometimes. Um, I remember there was a bar we used to go to called Stanley's, but I think it got shut down. Um, I, yeah, that was a good place, but I don't, I don't know why it closed down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and my last one for Cubs fans who maybe don't know Trey Mancini that well, how could you describe yourself in five or less words? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it all on the line. <laughs> it might be more than five, <laughs> five, five words, but, yeah, I, I play hard, and, um, you know, I, I want to win every day, and, and um expect a lot out of myself and and um you know i'm gonna give it my all every day i think it was a little more than five words yeah definitely <laughs> uh thanks for joining <laughs> us today trey this is ryan herrera of chgo cubs signing out for mesa arizona ryan sticking it yeah. to him five words I, or less i no. tried man i tried i can't keep, yeah, keep him on his toes keep him on his toes <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad he i'm glad he gave me more than five words yeah, I mean, I, I really, really, I, I said five right words here. or less because I had someone there telling me to wrap it up. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get that's it. All right. I, I do think not only have the Cubs added uh, veteran guys that have been there and won it, but they've added veteran guys that are great for the young players yeah. uh, to learn from, not just because of the adversity, just because they're willing to teach younger players and that includes Kyle Hendricks who's going there and and teaching by example and has always been on the team right but Kyle has made it pretty clear that he's an open book that anybody wants to pick his brain Albert Alzelide was the first guy to say you know what I, I go over there and talk to him all the time Steele wants to listen or uh, Keegan Thompson was saying he was talking to him about stuff um, I, I think they have a good mix of players who may not be 
when you when you go back 10 years from now, you might not say, yeah, this guy had a 10-year run with the Cubs. They may not be those guys, but it doesn't mean they can't have a major impact on the rebuild of the organization. Uh, I think they've picked a lot of guys that could be very good uh, in that role. And so I don't know how long Mancini's going to be a Cub, but I like what I hear from him. And when I watched him yesterday, I like what I see from him too. He's been a good yeah. baseball player, and they need that's those. A, that's a good point. Is like you you think about this the last time the Cubs won, you know, when they won the World Series, but just like the end of that rebuild and like some of those veteran guys that they picked up that didn't seem like the biggest signings, but eventually helped them get where they needed to be. Like Dexter Fowler is one guy, Miguel Montero. You know, those are veteran guys. John Lackey's another one. Guys that they brought in who weren't the biggest free agents, right? But now, but, but when they got there, they they brought that kind of veteran mentality and helped, especially when you have, like last time they had all, all the core guys were young players just debuting in the last few years, right? The Cubs are somewhat in a, in a similar position now where a lot of the guys they're counting on have not as, obviously not as much time in the big league. So you're bringing in these veteran guys that have done it for a long time and mostly successfully. Um, that's just that added experience like you're talking about guys like Edward Alzolay, Justin Steele could go pick those guys' brains. Like, hey, how have you how have you done this for so long? Well, what do I need to do to make sure I'm doing this at a high level for this, you know, for how, for as long as you've done it? Like, that's all so important. And they're not going to be the guys that lead the Cubs to a World Series specifically on the field, um, but they again develop that kind of culture and and just that atmosphere that that gets the Cubs there. It, you know, it, if it does happen again, I'm not going to predict the World Series right now, but. If it does happen again, like part of that is going to be these veteran guys coming in and and helping to establish that culture and that atmosphere. Uh, I see Fernando uh, with the super chat. Appreciate the happy birthday. He says, "Now get off my lawn." Uh, I will do. Yes. <laughs> Michael Colada points out everybody's happy when they're in first place. Everyone's positive. Complaints start after they lose their first game. Well, yeah, that's how we. That's how things go. That's how yeah. we roll. Maybe not the first game, but the second game. If they lose the second game, then I'm mad. I'm trying to think back to the first loss last year and how I reacted, but I think it was over the weekend. So it, it was. So um, we, I might, I might have not reacted to that. Did they lose the game where they plunked McCutcheon? No, they won that game. No, they won that game. They won the first Remember last year they they won two of three against Milwaukee to start the year. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with expectations going into the season too. I mean, last year, nobody was going into the Cubs season with real high expectations. I think this year, for the first time in a little while, it kind of feels like, you know, it's, we might have something here. I don't think anybody's getting too out over their skis about it, but, you know, it does kind of feel like there's, there's some potential here for the first time in a little while. So yeah, we might see some bigger reactions to that first loss when the time comes or the first time they get swept or something like that, that we all know happens during the season and the grand scheme of things we know isn't a big deal, but it's still in the microcosm. It's always like, especially that first one um, seems a lot worse than it is. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'll say about Mancini is just that he's not the only veteran guy that has a great reputation coming in. Um, Tucker Barnhart has a great reputation as being that guy too. And when we talked to him at a Cubs convention, it was, you know, he had already reached out and been throwing with guys at Wrigley field, just the weekend of Cubs convention. And then he called every single guy, every single pitcher and was like, 
What do you want? What do you want to throw? How do you want to throw it? What situations do you want? He was having those conversations back the minute that he signed with the team. And uh, Hosmer's another guy. Hosmer and Mancini, I've never heard around baseball at a ballpark. I've never heard anybody say anything negative about either guy. Fans might be disappointed with a performance or a season or statistics, but you'll never hear a, a teammate, one of their former teammates, say a negative thing about him. And, and Tucker's the same way. Like they're known as pros and and both known as leaders too. So I mm-hmm. I like the mix of players the Cubs have going into this season. Whether whether that means making the playoffs or not, I don't know. But I do like the mix of right. players that they have. Yeah, I think well, there's a little. Sorry, go ahead, Jared. I was just going to say there's little things too. Like I remember um, at the convention, I think it was Ian Happ was talking about when Dansby Swanson came and Ian was giving him a, a tour of the uh, the locker room and, and asked him who, or Dansby was asked like, where do you want your locker? Kind of get, being given the opportunity to take a prime spot in the locker room. And Swanson's answer was like, nah, put me wherever. Um, it's, I mean, to me, like even little things like that, that's, you know, where, where are this guy's priorities? He's not coming in, even though he's like the big signing the off season, yeah. he doesn't show up acting that way. And in the same way as like, we've talked about with Tucker Barnhart, um, Trey Mancini, and, you know, like, I think you see little things like that, that are character revealing. It shows you what kind of a guy that is. Um, and I, I like the personalities that they're assembling because it does feel like a, a team that is going to be pretty easy to, to rally around a singular kind of a goal. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> you know, with Mancini and, and Barnhart and all these like vets, I, you know, I don't know what the ceiling we should put on them as far as like wins for the Cubs, but they definitely, they definitely bring, uh, you know, some much needed experience to a, a young r- roster and they can be very beneficial for, you know, the bigger prospects that'll probably come up next year. Like, Alcantara or PCA and the list goes on and on. But um, yeah, I mean, even, you know, you want to, you mentioned Barnhart. I mean, he, what he bought those watches after the no hitter or whatever for, for uh, Rossi and, and uh, I think Hadavi and then uh, the, some of the pitchers as well. Like uh, I can't remember. I think there are more uh, Sp- Spider-Man watches. <laughs> so like I, it's little things like that. It's just like, okay, this, like I'm not trying to jump ahead, but this is like big 2015 vibes, man. Like I'm not trying to get too excited about it, but it really is like those kinds of things remind me of 2015. So, um, again, I'm trying to temper expectations and excitement because it is the spring. But I, I do love, like Luke said, I do like the the vets that they brought in, and, and Mancini just, you know, he just seems like a genuine dude, um, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, and and he's probably going to get more at bats to start the year now with Saya out. Yeah. I don't know where, because I know he's not the greatest corner outfielder as far as advanced stats say. Um, but you know he can play it. It's just I think it'll be an adventure for him out there if that's where the Cubs start him off the year. Especially, the uh, yeah, especially April. right field at Wrigley. That's, yeah, in April. That's yeah. a tall order. So like. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how they go about that. And, uh, you know, I admittedly, I, I'd rather see him play, uh, you know, first or DH. And if he does play outfield more so left field, if they want to DH Ian half for a day or give him a day off, but 
yeah, it will we'll be interesting to see. But I, you know, as far as getting him more bats to start the year, I think that's that's the one pro of it. Yeah, I see. Niren says hashtag We are nice. Hey, that's not a bad thing. And don't temper don't temper your excitement, Cody, because that's that's why we love you. Your excitement, your your vibes are always more optimistic than the rest of us a lot of times. And frankly, there hasn't been a reason to have positive vibes going into a season for a little while. So if you've got them right now, don't feel bad. Don't apologize for them. We can do that three months into the season if we need to. And I'm sure we will if we have to. Uh, speaking of positive, you want to be Cody, positive. you're not the only one for the record. I'm, That's right. I've got, I'm getting those 2015 vibes too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have 2015 vibes, but I feel better about this team than I did last year's team. I can tell you that much for sure. Um, Chicago, we've already got you covered with the best coverage for your favorite teams. Now get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the fan cave in your basement. North side, south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. You can get decked out like Damar with apparel from the leader in sports, merchant collectibles, Foco. If you're looking for that perfect gift for your football fan in your life, or maybe you're looking for an opening day hoodie, Foco's got you covered. Fight that Lake Michigan breeze with some warm clothes, maybe a knit cap. Maybe you just want to get that favorite, favorite bobblehead you've been looking for. Check out foco.com. Click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Now, I just want to point out that while everybody says, you know, these guys aren't looking for special treatment, you know, Jared mentions Dansby Swanson. He just wants a regular locker. I'm, I'm much more petty than that. And I'm a little disappointed that I haven't received any lavish gifts for my birthday yet. You know, it's it's okay for you guys to just go say happy birthday to me. But I want lavish presentation. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. So tomorrow, bring the boxes, bring the ribbons, bring right. the gifts. I expect big things tomorrow out we'll of you guys. You, we'll so get you uh, a Mario Kart watch. can say happy birthday. I expect, like, gifts that cost lots of money. I'm going to bring you a whole box of do-ride donuts. <laughs> no, I can't I do can't that. Do Let me tell you. You know what I had for breakfast this morning? I had homemade brownies. And oh. then there was, there, was, there was a bowl of frosting oh, left over from uh, buttercream frosting that my wife made. And I was just taking spoonfuls of it. So the, the 2023 eating right diet pauses on your birthday let me tell you yeah. and oh, it's it, over the weekend too i ate complete garbage over the weekend <laughs> and i'm gonna shut it down after today and then because my birthday falls in between weekends the next weekend i'm gonna continue it a little bit as well but Look today at i will continue garbage this is for stuck there's your boss. I don't know. Now, see, Dubs has the that's, that's a lavish gift. A $49.99 super yeah. chat. He's, he's trying to get it, you Dubs. to go to London. He's trying yeah, to get you to the, London. That's this right. is a good man right here. Mike Dubs, not only did he send me a Twitter happy birthday, he backed it up with the cash, $49.99. Mike Dubs for that. that for that super yeah. chat deserves to have his name called out in the chat. For the next 49 straight shows, 49 straight shows. I mean, that shouldn't that okay. shouldn't be 49 bucks for one show. I should have to read two or three of his yeah. comments per right. show now. It's yeah, March 6th, so 49 in the next 40 next 49 days. I'm Whatever not a math guy, but that seems like at least at least till the end of April. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Colada says happy birthday from the Ricketts family and Mike Dubs. Listen, so here's the deal. A lot of famous people have been born on March 6th. I noticed today that Jessica Biel is, is 41, not 51. Famous actress, right? Yep. Then I started thinking, well, some people know that born on the same day within just a few hours of each other, Shaquille O'Neal and I, same age, same birthday. And I got to thinking, Jake Arietta. Who's the best athlete actually born on March 6th? It's a poll that probably should be out on Twitter. Is it Shaquille O'Neal, Basketball Hall of Famer, Jake Arrieta, uh, one of the greatest seasons in baseball history, former Cy Young winner, or is it, you know, a guy who was on uh, the reserves for the freshman beat team at Prospect High School basketball? It could be anybody. There People it is. are asking There's the question. question. People have asked the question many times. Lots of sure. people are asking. <laughs> people want to know. I mean, Prospect is a big high school, so you know that's that's, that's right. Not that's yeah, you not can't not. count the numbers. And by the way, Prospect uh, made it all the way to the sectional final this year for the first time since '91. Almost when I just after I left high school, I, I knew those guys, and they didn't win. Did they, they lost to Libertyville in the sectional yeah, final. That's what I thought Libertyville. But speaking Liberty. of veteran players who have an impact that you see down the road. One could say that your presence on that freshman B team back then, the That's legacy right. is carried over. That's so the right. success that you're seeing now is basically a direct result of, of you. Yeah, like 35 years later, my impact is still being felt. What is Cody trying That's, to show? I made the poll. I just sent the I just tweeted <laughs> the poll. <laughs> Boom. Best athlete so born on March 6th. And the options right. are Luke Stuckmeyer, Jake Arietta, and Shaq. Every I like, like it. People Where's are that? asking. So I want to give my. I want to make sure I don't get zero percent of the votes. <laughs> I don't, there's only there's only two right answers. And that one. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned March, Jared, and like Corey's birthday was yesterday. Greg Boyson's birthday was yesterday. Every, everybody's March. It's the great month. And yeah. CHGO. And CHGO's birthday. Chicago's birthday. Yep, Chicago's birthday. 186th, right? So yeah. Okay, so thanks to Mike Dobbs. How about that? Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I feel so special. See, it's so lavish. You asked for lavish. Great birthdays for CA for CHO Cubs. You know, Delmetrics became a thing on yeah. my birthday. We got the Morel Homer on my birthday, uh, and then this oh, past yeah. weekend with with Stucky eating sweets, and now we're getting forty nine ninety nine from Mike Dubs. Corey found himself a girl. I mean, look at like look at all of us. You know, we're just we're just we're just doing great things. Brownies for breakfast. It's a beautiful thing. Let me tell you, you can't do it very often, but mm, it was good. Uh, all right, our Mon It's time for our Monday overreaction to weekend baseball, and uh, that's always stock up, stock down. Nick Madrigal, you know, a lot of third base. We already talked about Drew Smiley. Don't put too much into it. Although one of the home runs. He gave up was to Chris Bryant, but Nick Madrigal two for three leadoff spot. Is it an overreaction or is Nick Madrigal winning over guys like Cody Del Mendo? Because we know he's already won over one Ryan Herrera. Yep. <laughs> People are saying, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of talking about it off air with our producer, Kevin today. And I don't, I, I'm just, I'm just, happy with whatever he brings i know he's not going to play every day and i know he's not going to play third base every day and i know the cubs 
like I know Marquis keeps pushing it and David Ross has nothing but positive things to say about it, but I'm just not going to believe it until I see it. That's just how I feel about it. But I will say that he's, he's looked better at third base than we all expected. He just isn't the tip, the prototypical player to play at third. And that's, that's the thing. That's the only thing that holds me back on like believing that he could be the Cubs everyday third baseman, you know, but we've seen it. He does provide value in some aspect. He can hit. And, uh, you know, if he can play a little third every now and then when you need, like when you need him to, or, you know, the Cubs going to play kind of how we talked about month uh, last month or two months ago after the Cubs convention, where we talked about, I think when Javi Baez um, was on the Cubs, sometimes they would put him at third base because they are trying to hide a flaw in their defense uh, with certain hitters. Uh, if if, a, if a, a team put heavy right-handed hitters up, then they would put Javi at third because he was like their best defensive inf- infielder. Now, this would be like the opposite where they would put Magical in at third if the you know if it's a heavy left-handed hitting lineup. If you know what I mean, like something like that. I don't. I, again, I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying that. He's not like a lot of people think this guy's just bad. And I don't think he's even he's he just hasn't had the opportunity to tell us if he's bad or 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 good. Can't stay on the field. If he can stay on the field and provides a like a solid bench bat, you need a guy to get on base when you're down a run or if it's a tie game late in the game. Who else would you want up there given the type of player that he is? I mean. I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. Nick Madrigal would have been a great player for the Cubs during the Golden Era. They needed a guy like Nick Madrigal during the Golden Era. So, all that said, again, the Cubs are going to have to make some cuts in the infield. I'm not saying they should cut the guy, but I'm also not against them trading him either. I think anything that we've seen from the guy this spring that's good is only good for the Cubs in terms of if he stays on the team or if they can trade him for a pitcher or – or a right fielder if this thing with say it gets worse you know I, I don't know so that's how i feel it's better than seeing him suck right <laughs> well i think yeah the main thing like you said is we don't actually we haven't had a chance to see how good he is or is not we don't really know and i don't think it's smart for anybody to say at this point you know that we we know what kind of a player he is because his main issue has always been he, he can't stay on the field he doesn't you know he, it's been health um, he might turn out to be a really great option for third base or for the infield just in general. But the question for me is going to be, um, can this guy stay healthy? And until I see that over the long term, I don't, I'm not putting much into Nick Magical either way, like that it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just right now, stay healthy so we can see you on the field and see you perform and see if you actually can be yeah. the kind of hitter that we think you could be. And That's speaking of thing. health, uh, Barbara wants us all to keep our health up. She says, please keep up your dietary fiber, which is sound advice. <laughs> sound advice. All brand for everybody after the show, after our brownies. Uh, we also got quick, another super chat. Yeah, more, yeah, Fernando. $9.99, coffee on and him, and also name-dropping dubs again. Fernando is always coming through with the big chats. Fernando. That's Fernando a total of like guy. 11 bucks today. I mean, shout out to Fernando. Tony Thank man. you, Fernando. Fernando's, Fernando's right, right at the top of the, we, uh, the chat. Can we mention Fernando for eleven days now? Just 11 that we should. We should. <laughs> yep. All right, write it down. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
so thanks for the, the uh, birthday shout out and the lavish gifts on the super chats. Appreciate both of those. Uh, thanks to Jared for jumping on today. Thanks to everybody. Yes, best athlete ever born on March 6th. Cody has the important <laughs> poll out there for it's you. It's on Twitter. Uh, it's on Twitter. Please make sure I get my support because I need support at this age. Sure. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. Don't forget to download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Ryan, Cody, Jared, everybody, Kevin, running the ones and twos back there. Uh, thanks for checking us out. And until Tuesday at 1.20, fly the W.